The following is a pre-recorded program paid for by Slaughter Investing and does not reflect the opinions or advice of KRLD or Odyssey. The information provided is for educational and informational purposes only. The information is not intended to be a substitute for legal or financial advice that can be provided by your own attorney, accountant, and or financial advisor. While the expressions of these experiences are truthful and reliable, the usage is not a guarantee of results. Welcome to the Wealth and Rental Show, where we're going to give you the keys to unlock your real estate investing journey. Welcome to the Wealth and Rentals Show. My name is Leah Slaughter, and I'm here with my husband and co-host, Michael Slaughter. We've been mentoring, educating, and speaking around the United States for almost 20 years about our love for real estate investing. We are so excited to get to spend time with all of you today discussing our favorite topic, making wealth and rentals. How's it going, babe? It's going great. Excited to be here. Absolutely. So let's talk about what's on everybody's mind. We're hearing about high interest rates, record inflation, and fears that the real estate market is crashing. We've spent the last 12 months buying more properties than ever before. Here's why. We're in a terrible housing shortage that's been going on for nearly 50 years. The Association of Realtors actually believes the underbuilding gap nationwide is up to almost 6.8 million units just since 2001. And when we look at what's happening here in North Texas, we really have a massive part of this problem. For example, we've got five new jobs coming here and only one home being built. All you have to do is turn on any news station, look on any of the social media platforms, and you get to see about all the massive companies that are coming in here, whether it's the people making chips moving into North Texas, it's food manufacturers, it's car manufacturers. It it provides the need for all of these workers who have to have a place to live. Yeah, and you know what they're talking about is how we're going to overtake Chicago and be the third largest metro in the United States sometime in the 2030s. We're going to need three and a half million new people with places to live. That's going to be a million and a half people just in Collin County. And we all know there's already a housing shortage. I have no idea where they're going to go. Absolutely. And, you know, you talk about the the fears that the real estate market is crashing and, and the high interest rates. And what people don't realize is how hyper-focused you have to be when you look at real estate investing. You can't think that the national temperature is the same thing that it is in North Texas. So you really have to break it down based on the uh, MSA that you're in or the service area that you're in. Yeah, and that's why you and I have focused completely on buying just in North Texas. And Absolutely, and I laugh at the interest rates because they are going higher than where people were. We were artificially low for so long that money was free. And we look back at where we started and what interest rates were, or even if you go back in time even farther to where our parents' interest rates were when they bought their first houses and they were 18, 24 percent. And you go back to where we started and the rates that we started at with our portfolio were higher than they are now. Yep. We bought our first four houses six and a half years ago and our interest rates were in the 6% range. And I remember thinking at the time how good a deal that was. We've (laughs) all just gotten so spoiled. And, you know, we knew it wasn't going to last. We've been out there telling people that it wasn't sustainable to be writing rates at what we call negative interest rates, right, where you can make double what you're lending against. And so this correction had to happen. And I think it's just kind of getting over that shock factor. But for you and I, we saw that as what we called a pause. I think a lot of people had this fear that the market was going to crash. But in reality, there's just not enough properties. Absolutely. It's like anything that you look at when you go out to to buy a car. Now's a, a 
good example of that is in today's market, cars are hard to come by. Most of the dealerships have very few things. You're paying ten, twenty thousand dollars over sticker, where before you would walk off the lot if they weren't giving you everything that you wanted. And it's very similar in the real estate market. Whereas so many people started to seize up because they became scared with what they saw. We dove in and continued to buy and, and actually ended up with some of the best deals we've seen in the last decade. Yeah, I mean, just in the last month, we've bought three houses, and I think we paid $65,000 for those three. And I haven't seen those types of numbers since going into COVID. And we saw the same thing during COVID, right? Everybody was on the sidelines. What's going to happen? Is the market going to crash? And we just kind of dove in. And I think we, what, bought 50 properties just going through COVID? And again, it's about understanding your market and that hyper-local market. And, you know, what we talk about in North Texas and what the things that we're going to be talking about on this show, they're not going to work nationwide. And so it's really important when you're looking to invest in a market that you understand that market. And I'm not just talking the metro as a whole, y'all. Just because one city in DFW works doesn't mean that you want to go buy in downtown Dallas. It's about understanding your hyper-local market, your specific suburbs, your specific areas. In some cities, it's even specific neighborhoods. And that's so important because I think what happens is somebody hears something, they get excited, or they see a property they fall in love with, and they forget that real estate is a business. You have to treat it like a business. And we don't get attached to things in business. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the beauty about real estate, though, is it's the closest thing to legally printing money you can do. Uh, one of my favorite taglines that I always say is, is unlike any other investment that you do, real estate always has value. It, it is one of the few things that you can do. I was looking it up earlier because I've said for the longest time, even Chernobyl has value. You know, you think about the, the devastation that that area had, but that land still had value. And funny enough, they've actually posted it on Zillow and it's 500 million rubles is what the value of the land and it's <laughs> it, that Chernobyl actually sat on. And, and so you look at it. it A house can be on a property. The house can burn to the ground. The land still has value. There are very few other investment vehicles out there that can do that, and they can set you up to hedge against inflation. Yeah, no, 100%. There is no better hedge against inflation than real estate ownership. Anytime you have cash in the bank, it loses value. Unlike stocks, you have complete control over real estate. And at the end of the day, the more that things inflate, the more that the value of real estate goes up. It's, you know, essentially you look at two charts, the value of the dollar, the value of the U.S. dollar and the value of real estate. And they're complete opposites. The more the dollar goes down in worth, the more real estate goes up. Exactly. I mean, we could keep printing dollars. We can't print land. No, we can't. And, you know, it's crazy because we talk about the housing shortages and what's happening here. And you and I have focused almost our entire journey on the subject. Suburbs. And for a long time, people really thought we were crazy. They wanted to buy in the inner cities. And there's so many reasons that we don't focus on the inner cities. But at the end of the day, it's all about the percentage of jobs, the percentage of population and how they relate to each other. Uh, one of the areas that you and I invest in a ton is up north in Grayson County. It's going to be the new uh, Silicon Prairie or whatever yeah. you want to call it. But there's so much chip manufacturing going on. But a city of 45,000 has close to 20,000 jobs in creation right now. That's almost a 50 percent ratio. And you you have to ask, where are these people going to live? Well, of course, they're going to need places to live. And everyone was focusing on apartments and building apartments. And, you know, everyone's out there talking about apartments, apartments. But the problem is not only do a lot of us that move to Texas not want to live in apartments, but COVID kind of changed that for everybody. I didn't want to be right on top of my neighbor. Heck, I didn't even want to go to the grocery store. Absolutely. And when you look at the, the fact that stocks are so volatile, 
And many people have made money using the stock market. That's true. But if you go back to our last recession, 2007, 8, and 9, you could have had money in, in several different entities. And I, I won't specifically call anybody out, but there were car manufacturers you could have money in. And those ended up going down to $0 worth of value, and you lost your stock shares. It didn't matter how much money you had in it. The company got to keep going on. The difference with real estate, when you look at it, is as long as you make your payments on it, it's yours. And it's almost impossible for it to go down to zero, short of it falling into a sinkhole, because the land always has value. And you can actually insure against loss on real estate. It's the craziest vehicle that most people don't look at. But, you know, we talked about it once before in in one of the uh, uh, education seminars we put on. What was the numbers on the millionaires that ended up with that, uh, those uh, real estate in their portfolio? Yeah, it was 40% of a millionaire's portfolio was held in real estate. 40% and I, of their wealth. And you could probably break it down even more to say the majority of those millionaires made their fortune on real estate. You know, when you look at some of the major companies out there, it's a, there, there was a whole documentary done on McDonald's. They weren't about selling the Big Mac. That's not where they made their money. The corporate structure was the real estate. Even they knew that was the, the key to making the money. No, 100%. And at the end of the day, real estate offers so many different ways to make money, right? The majority of income from real estate is driven from two things, cash flow and depreciation. And the great thing about cash flow is that you have money coming in every month in cash flow, and then you've got about a 5% cash on cash return a year on a leveraged home paying down that mortgage. You've got a tenant in that property paying down your mortgage. And the great thing about the power of that is the more the value goes up, the more that you can use that equity, you can use that appreciation to go buy two, to go buy four. And that's what we've done our entire career. Our whole model is based on doubling your portfolio every two to six years. And you have to make sure that you're in the right market, of course, because you've got to have cash flow and depreciation for that to happen. But at the end of the day, there's so many ways that you make money, not just in cash flow, but it's an investment that helps you reduce your tax liability. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to dive back into our real estate investing journey and how we give you the keys to success with your own real estate investment wealth. Join us for our free Wealth and Rentals event at the Sheraton and McKinney on Saturday, April 14th. Hear from industry experts and learn how we built our $40 million real estate portfolio in just six and a half years. Claim your free ticket at www.wealthandrentals.com. Be right back. This is a pre-recorded program paid for by Slaughter Investing. Welcome back to the Wealth and Rentals Show, where we're giving you the keys to grow your real estate portfolio as quickly as possible. Again, I'm Leah Slaughter, co-owner of Slaughter Investing, along with my husband and co-host, Michael Slaughter. Don't forget, join us for our upcoming free Wealth and Rentals event at the Sheraton McKinney on Saturday, April 14th. Hear from industry experts and learn how we built our $40 million real estate portfolio in just six and a half years. Claim your free ticket at www.wealthandrentals.com. So, you know, as we've kind of dove into this, starting into discussing real estate right off the bat, we probably should go into who we are and what we've done. 
Absolutely. So Michael and I actually started our first business at 18 and 19, our primary business, which is OmniKey Realty. We own one of the largest independently owned real estate investment and property management firms here in North Texas. We also own Slaughter Investing with our Wealth and Rentals brand that hosts lots of events, masterminds, and educational opportunities, mostly for free for our clients and for people here local to North Texas and nationwide. Our journey has really been about building our own real estate portfolio and the power of helping others do the same. And so one of the things that we have always focused on and has been integral to everything we believe is free education. And that's why we're here with you today. It's about teaching you how we've done what we've done and what path you can take to start on your own investment journey or look at where you are in your investment journey and a little bit different way of doing things. Our model is unique and we're going to talk in the second half of the show about what that model looks like. But it all is about building as large of a portfolio as possible as quickly as possible. Our primary business in property management is really the backbone of what lets everything come together. And we're going to have a few shows coming up focusing on how to run property management on a rental property, especially for those of you that are currently self-managing your portfolio. There's so many ways to do it right, so many ways to do it wrong. And of course, what we want to do is give you the tools to succeed operating within the wonderful rules and laws that we have here in Texas as landlords. We are blessed to be in one of the best states in the United States for being a landlord. And, of course, that paired with the fantastic growth here in North Texas is what has allowed us and continues to allow us to do what we do on a daily basis. So let's talk a little bit about our multifamily jump and why we're not a huge fan of that. Uh, we actually do own multifamily. Our largest building, our largest project is 24 units. And we made that leap many, many years ago. And what we found is that turnover is higher, cost to operate is higher, your overall return is lower, and it's far more market volatile. And that's just because of the stability of multifamily and who lives there. You know, when you're dealing with people that are renting these Class A homes like what we buy and what we sell, what we find is that these are people that really could be homeowners, right? Homeownership is close to 50-year lows, and a lot of the people who are renting homes could be homeowners. They really could be. And at the end of the day, it's all about not wanting that responsibility. And so what we are targeting are people who could own a home but don't. They don't want to. They don't want the responsibility. They don't want to, you know, be tied down to one area. And when we look at the jobs that are coming here and all the people relocating here, which, by the way, we had about 280,000 jobs added just in DFW last year. So think about that for a minute. But all these people coming here, our metro is huge. How do you know where you want to settle down? I mean, just you and I in our almost 18 years have moved through three or four different cities. Absolutely. And the idea of DFW, because that's the terminology we use for North Texas a lot of times, we use them interchangeably, is changing every day because that, that border is increasing and increasing to now it's the Red River. I mean, we actually consider those areas that touch the Oklahoma border as DFW. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy when you think about, we talk about our portfolio in DFW and close to 90% of it is not anywhere near the inner side of DFW. But that goes back to our growth, right? Almost all of our new Fortune 500 companies are located in our suburbs. We're one of the few areas that grows outward instead of from the inner cities. Like, for example, we have the second highest number of freeway miles per capita in the United States, and most people don't realize that. We have so much land mass, and in reality, that's part of what makes the opportunity here of buying real estate so great, because we've been undervalued all these years. It's a twofold problem, right? Number one, people don't realize how 
big DFWs become and how much of a business powerhouse it's become. But it's also because unlike L.A. and New York, your other top two cities and Chicago who we're going to overtake, we are not driven in the inner cities. Our growth, our development, it's happening outside of the inner cities. And our highway system, our toll roads, all that traffic we complain about interconnects all of these outlying areas where people can live. And so instead of having the scarcity of land that drives prices so crazy, it's artificially kept it low. But now what's happening? Land value's gotten so high that a lot of these developers can't buy in these areas anyway. And so prices are going up. And what I'm calling a natural correction of what was going to happen anyway just because of our sheer market size. But we've been undervalued by so long because of this land mass that in reality we have so much catching up to do 10, 20 years ago. It's just completely different than where we are today. We grow further and further outward, and that presents such an opportunity because at what point we do run out of places to grow and our market does catch up, what are our prices going to do? Absolutely. Well, all they can do is continue to move up. And one of the other factors that I think plays a huge role outside of COVID in its in its entirety was the push from work from home. Now suddenly we have people living in North Texas whose jobs are in California or New York where their incomes are higher. But they're able to live here for a lower cost of living. And I think that plays a huge part in the number, the population, the continued growth in North Texas that we see. And as you see these interest rates start to to grow, in my opinion, you're going to see home buyer numbers drop even farther because a home buyer is a lot more skittish than an investor can be. An investor is making money off of their investment. So what does that do to the rent rates when you have only five rental properties but ten renters? Yeah, so let's talk about rent rates for a minute. Uh, for those of you who don't know, our primary business is a real estate investment management firm, one of the largest here in North Texas. And we represent about 1,400 investors. And of course, we have a massive portfolio ourselves. And I spent a couple days last week sending out rent increases. And it was pretty incredible running comps and seeing what's happened. We were sending out two to $400 rent increases on hundreds of properties. I think I did about 380 renewals last week. And of those, over 50% of them had $200 plus increases. I mean, the market has just gone crazy, but it's completely understandable why. So let's talk about these jobs that are coming here, right? Because we talk about the affordability, we talk about the housing shortage, but why can they afford to do this? Why are people coming here? So 49.27% of the jobs coming here are paying more than $150,000 a year. Absolutely incredible to me. And when we look at how many jobs are paying less than $75,000 a year, it's 17%. 17% of jobs are paying less than $75,000 a year. So if you can live in New York and make $100,000 a year, or you can come to North Texas and make $100,000 a year, where are you going to be able to live better? Where is your cost of living going to be better? Where are you going to be able to go have that big backyard, that newer home out in the suburbs? Why would you stay? Uh, well, absolutely. Look at all you have to do is go to your, your favorite uh, house hunting app and put in $2,000 a month rents and search for a major metropolitan like New York City and see what pops up, if anything. And then search in North Texas and look at the plethora of options that you have to rent a home for that, that probably has a yard. It's going to be in an area that you're looking for. You, you can't find that anywhere else. No, and I think that's one of the unique opportunities here in North Texas because there is going to come a time where it's going to catch up. There is going to come a time where we are going to start to be priced like our market size is. We heard everybody over the last few years where we've had 35% price growth in the last three years talking about, oh, it's crazy. My taxes are going up. These home values are crazy. 
But if you really look at the size of our market, our pay, everything that we have to operate with right now, we are still so undervalued with so much room to grow up. So we have no crystal ball, but obviously you and I are putting our money where our mouth is. We've been buying up everything we can. We even launched our real estate investment fund, buying up these same properties to help others do the same. And so it really is about understanding, again, back to that hyper-local market and the opportunities that are here locally and not just listening to what's on the news about some nationwide market that just doesn't exist. Absolutely. And there are a lot of markets that I think are going to have a really hard time right now because they are overpriced. They don't have the job growth. They don't have the income and all the stability of the things that make North Texas unique. And so I think it's really important that people understand the differences between markets and understand how to research those markets. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back. This is a pre-recorded program paid for by Slaughter Investing. Welcome back to the Wealth and Rentals Show, where we are giving you the keys to grow your real estate portfolio as quickly as possible. I'm Leah Slaughter, co-owner of Slaughter Investing, along with my husband and co-host, Michael Slaughter. Don't forget, join us for our upcoming free Wealth and Rentals event at the Sheraton and McKinney on Saturday, April 14th. Hear from industry experts and learn how we built our $40 million real estate portfolio in just six and a half years. Claim your free ticket at www.wealthandrentals.com. So let's talk a little bit about our model because it is unique and it's one of the things that we love to teach about. So we started in, what was that, 2016. And we started with four homes. We bought two new construction homes and two pre-owned homes. And we bought in what we felt were high-growth potential areas located off highways and all those things we look for that we're going to talk about in the next segment. And what our model consists of is buying a property with leveraging. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but the most important of which is leveraging is what allows you to accelerate. And we're going to be focusing a lot on teaching you how to properly leverage and make sure that you're in the right market to do so. And when we look at that max leveraging and we look at an appreciating market, essentially what we're looking for is that property to go up in value enough or for principal to pay down enough that you have enough equity in that one home that you can sell one or cash out and go into two homes with the power of a 1031 exchange. Absolutely. You know, the 1031 exchange is a powerful tool and and a lot of people are scared to utilize it. They're scared to sell out of that investment property because of the mindset has always been buy and hold forever. And the problem with that is when you start looking at cash flow, right? You start looking at the fact that over time, you're depleting that cash flow just because of the amount of money you have in a property. Yeah, it's it's so interesting to me how so many people only run their numbers based on what they originally put down on a home. One of the biggest things we educate is using what we call a cash-on-cash return. And essentially, it's the easiest number you're ever going to run. You look at your net income each month times 12, or you can look at your yearly income and divide it into the total equity you have in a property. Because all of that equity that you've been building up and sitting on, whether it's appreciation, whether it's paying down the loan, maybe you own it in cash, that's all equity or cash that you could be using in your investment purchase journey. And so if you have a property that has twice as much equity as when you started, but your cash flow is the same, your return is cut in half. And it amazes me how many people don't think about that. Absolutely. And they don't think about the fact that by 
utilizing that equity to buy, take one property and buy two, as you said earlier, that we're looking at diversification of your investment. And they look at diversification across the board in every other aspect of investment, but they don't consider it in real estate as heavily to realize that's what you're doing. Yeah, you're spreading the risk across multiple properties. So your risk of vacancy, your risk of not having the tenant in there that's going to be the tenant that you want for the long term. But it's also about all of the benefits, right? Because we're going to have now cash flow on two properties. You're going to have depreciation, potentially cost segregation. There's so many benefits to having multiple properties. But most importantly, when you're in an appreciating market, it's about having multiple properties earning you money just for having it sitting there. Absolutely. You used an analogy once that it was like workers, sending out your workers. The more workers you have on your force, the better that it is. And the more houses you have, those are your workers in your business. Those are the ones going out there. Having two $150,000 properties that are appreciating at 10% a year is a lot better than having one. Yep. And we look at that principal pay down. I mentioned earlier in the show how just a principal pay down on a regular 80% mortgage is about a 5% a year return. And so by having two properties doing that, you're now increasing your principal pay down, your cash flow, and overall your global return going out from one property to two pretty much doubles. So why don't we talk about how we've moved from suburbs? Because I know one of the concerns people sometimes have is the fact, well, if I'm in the same suburb and I'm continually buying and selling, eventually, am I going to run out of property? Am I going to run out of options? Yeah. So it all goes back to this supply and demand crisis and where these jobs are coming. So let's talk about the play with suburbs, right? Because we started in close-in suburbs. We originally started selling Rockwall and Roy City and Rowlett. And that's because we knew we had a model. We started following it many, many years ago. And it involves just a few things, very simple things. Buy along highways. Make sure that you can get to a highway within five to 10 minutes at most. Make sure the suburbs that you're buying and have their own jobs, but they're five to 10 minutes to jobs, but also 20 to 30 minutes to the major employers. When I say major, I'm talking Fortune 500s, but also you want to make sure it's in areas that actually have to grow. If the market ever slows or things change, the city of Dallas doesn't physically have to grow. There's enough grocery stores. There's enough highways. Lord knows there's enough traffic. But when we look at these suburbs, they physically don't have the infrastructure needed just to support the growth that's already there. And that's where we see this higher percentage of growth and money pumping in and all of these things happening for these areas. And so it's not just about appreciation, guys. Yes, at the end result we're looking for is a higher value to the property. But people don't realize that the only way that happens is an appreciation. Sometimes cities just get more desirable, they get larger, they have more amenities, and so their value, their worth naturally goes up. Look at Frisco. It's not just appreciation that took that city so much more expensive. It's everything that happened there from the malls to ballparks to employers to cowboys. There's so many things that make a city desirable. And so, for example, one of the areas we're targeting is Grayson County. And anybody who knows me knows I'm absolutely obsessed with that area. (laughs) (laughs) But at the end of the day, we knew Grayson County was going to boom. Texas Instruments had been up there. Lots of other employers had been up there. But they had a few things going for them. Number one, they were right on Highway 75 Central Expressway just north of Collin County. They were significantly more affordable. When we started working in Grayson County 10 years ago, the lots were two to $5,000 a piece. If I had the knowledge today, I had then. And I thought I bought a lot back then. But it is all about looking at what these areas offer. So what did we look at? Right up the road from Collin County, Texas Instruments was there. And Texas Instruments went and hired. And I said to you, Michael, 
other companies that work with TI are going to come in. It's cheaper. It's closer. They've got this location up in Allen. Why would they not put them up in Grayson County? Absolutely. You know, the, the benefit of real estate is we get to use other people's research. You know, the one thing that these companies have that TI, for instance, before they decided to put that there, it's not a dart throw at a board, right? They spend millions of dollars on research that as investors looking at the real estate housing market, we can piggyback on. These guys aren't just making fly-by-night decisions. They're putting in the thought and the effort. And, you know, you go back to the Rockwall Rowlett, you know, one of the things that we looked at is not just the roads that were there, but what roads were coming. You know, we knew about the George Bush expansion out there, and people were ignoring it, thinking it was going to be no big deal. And now that area has probably gone up over 100 percent, 200 percent, 300 percent in some areas because of that roadway coming through. And it's no different with what was happening up in Grayson County, because the minute that TI grew and we knew the minute they hired, the companies that they worked with were going to come. And then, of course, the gas shortage and the crisis of gas prices started. Right. So gas got up to four or five dollars a gallon. It only made sense. These companies were logistically going to want to be close by. So then what happened? Apple Face ID technology, Fenisar went up there. Now we've got Globotech coming in. And it's not just about proximity to highways, y'all. It's also natural resources. There's a massive lake up there. For those of you that haven't been, we absolutely love it. Lake Texoma, it's gorgeous. And that water is what they needed to produce the chips. And that's why so many places looked up there. Well, so first chip manufacturer came in, right? TI did what now is the largest independent economic deal in Texas history with the Texas Enterprise Fund. If you don't know what the Enterprise Fund is, you need to write that down and Google it when we're done here. But essentially, it is how Texas incentivizes these businesses to come with tax grants, benefits, all sorts of things. And that biggest deal in Texas history with that fund just happened right up in Sherman with Texas Instruments. So then what did I say? I said, well, there's going to be more. And what happened? Now we've got Globotech. Finisar now is seeking additional funding for their big gig. They do, uh, for those of you who don't know, they do like the Face ID technology, the um, laser technology for cell phones and all sorts of other equipment. And it's happening right here in our backyard and people are clueless. It's right up the road. Well, absolutely. And, you know, we talk about chip manufacturing. We forget about the actual Mexican food manufacturer that's up there who also makes quite a few chips. Um, (laughs) They have their setup and they've had how many job openings for how long that they've been unable to fill. You know, one of the things that you can utilize is most of these cities have city councils who are super uh, into the know on their cities as far as what's going on, what companies are coming in. The other great resource is EDCs in these cities. They provide information. They love to brag about companies coming in and what they're doing. And for us, you know, traffic, we talk about roadways. Traffic is one of those things when you're driving to work or you're driving home, you're cursing at it because you absolutely hate it. But as a real estate investor, you're looking at that construction going, something's happening here. And you want to look past that to go, well, if this is happening here, what's the growth going to do? And when you drive up north, it doesn't take you long to find the construction. No. And when we first started out, I remember what we used to talk about is we wanted to see three things. We wanted to see a new gas station, We wanted to see one of those little tiny hotels like a Holiday Inn Express or a Microtel or a Motel 6. And we wanted to see a Walmart. Those were the three triggers we wanted to start buying in an area. And we used that everywhere we went. Absolutely. And so far, it's paid off for us, hasn't it? I know. Now I just feel like we need to start using Starbucks because Lord knows they're on every corner. Oh, if we did that, you'd have to buy literally everywhere because those <laughs> things. I think there's Starbucks inside of Starbucks. You really hate it because I make you stop at every single one of them. I don't think there's a Starbucks up there. We haven't stopped. Oh, I'm, I'm 
I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. <laughs> you know, it's really about understanding your market, understanding your locations, and understanding what model you're trying to implement. At the end of the day, we do avoid the inner cities. I don't like a lot of things about the inner cities. I don't like their court systems. I don't like their crime. I don't like the average age of properties relative to how much new development's going in. But I also don't like how landlocked it is. When we look at these areas that people want to come into, they want new shopping. They want new facilities. They want new apartments, new homes, new schools. And the problem is when you're in the middle of a city, most of that area is already built up. And so the only way things turn new is if you bulldoze something that's already there. And 10 years ago, that was a lot more common because the value of those things wasn't so extreme like it is today. But prices have gone so high, values gone so up that now it really just doesn't make sense to be bulldozing things the same way, especially when they could make good money on them as they are. And that leads to older infrastructure. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. But we're going to continue this in the next hour. Again, I want to remind you that we have our upcoming free Wealth and Rentals event at the Sheraton and McKinney on Saturday, April 14th. Hear from industry experts and learn how we built our $40 million real estate portfolio in just six and a half years. You can claim your free ticket at W www.wealthandrentals.com. See you in a minute. This is a pre-recorded program paid for by Slaughter Investing. Welcome back to the Wealth and Rentals Show, where we're giving you the keys to grow your real estate portfolio as quickly as possible. I'm Leah Slaughter, co-owner of Slaughter Investing, along with my husband and co-host, Michael Slaughter. Don't forget, join us for our upcoming free Wealth and Rentals event at the Sheraton McKinney, Saturday, April 14th. Hear from industry experts and learn how we built our $40 million real estate portfolio in just six and a half years. Claim your free ticket at www.wealthandrentals.com. So let's talk a minute about the upcoming event that we have and what we can do to help people. You know, one of our, our big mottos is practice what you preach, put your money where your mouth is, but also we've been there and done it. You know, we're not telling people to do things that we haven't tried, right? So let's talk a little bit about the event. You know, we're going to have industry experts and we're going to have that. What are we going to talk about? So, you know, our goal with these events is for you to understand the entire investment journey, not only from market selection to what type of loans to do, what type of properties to buy, but it's also about understanding what's going on and how to read the current situation, how to make minute by minute decisions, month by month decisions, quarter by quarter decisions, You know, we talked a few minutes ago about how people don't run their numbers on their properties, how to figure out when it's time to sell, when it's time to 1031, how much their returns have changed. And so a lot of our focus is teaching you how to be a better landlord, how to be a better investor, and how we can help you on that journey. And it's about, it's irregardless of what position you're in, you know, just to make everybody aware, I was by no means a trust fund baby and neither were you. We didn't start (laughs) out with millions of dollars to do this. And I know that's a question that I get a lot of times at these events. Well, you have over $40 million. You probably started with four. No, I wish. Um, We started with one house and we scrimped together to pull that one house together. And so these events are really designed for you regardless of what stage you're in so that we can help you whether you already have five houses and you're looking to go to 10 or you haven't gotten that first house yet or you don't know where to where to start 
Yep. And, you know, what's so great about what we try to do is we have so many different ways to help you, right? So we've got our slaughter investing and our passive opportunities like our real estate investment fund for people who really are looking for a way to invest in real estate but don't want to have to handle the day-to-day. They don't want to have to get loans. They don't want to have to go find properties. They just want to get a check every month or every quarter. And then we have our active opportunities through our primary company, OmniKey Realty, and that is where we work with you to identify specific properties for you and help you and handhold you through that journey following our model. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what those different types of investment opportunities are, how we can help you, but also give you the tools that you can go do it yourself here or in other markets, whether it's with us or with someone else. Because at the end of the day, this market, this model, it has blessed us with everything we have, and our goal is to share that with others. You know, absolutely. I always say that every rule and law that has ever been created is should be named after somebody because it's usually a mistake somebody <laughs> made, which is why I refer to real estate as being a team sport. At the end of the day, however you go about your journey, we want to give you the best tools available to do it right. That's why we're doing this every week. We're going to sit with you for an hour and go over different hot topics in the real estate industry, the real estate investment markets. Uh, We've got a lot of access to industry leaders who provide different outlooks on things and and different insights. And and bringing that knowledge to everybody allows us to make the best decision possible. Yep. And I am so excited that for this next live event, and by the way, guys, we do these about every two months. We also have master mind groups and all sorts of other things that you'll learn about if you go to our website wealthandrentals.com or of course please come attend our free event i promise you you're going to leave with more information than you came in with but we've got an amazing guest coming to be here and that's kathy fetke who she's for the head of the real wealth network out of california uh, so well respected she's one of the heads of bigger pockets podcast and she is just a wealth of knowledge and she's coming in to talk to us about what's going on in the market what she sees and also the investment opportunities that she sees right now in the world. And we're just so thankful to have her coming in. And man, she's a powerhouse. She is. As as a longtime friend and colleague, she kind of gets the same idea that we do. Uh, She also shares the passion for North Texas. And and we're very partial to the market because Texas is very strong. I I mean, we have the GDP of outside of most even middle-sized countries throughout the world. And that's one thing that we bring to it. And the industry, the plethora of industry that we have is we're a microcosm in North Texas. We're not just situated around oil, just situated around technology, just situated around commerce and business, we have it all. And that's one of the benefits that make us to where we have more proofing against whatever the economy may do. Yeah, totally true. And so many people don't realize that if North Texas was a sovereign nation, we'd be the 20th largest economy in the world. That's just North Texas, y'all. That's not even talking about Texas. And it's just incredible, the opportunity that exists here right now. And why now? We are in this unique time. There are so many people on the sidelines because they're concerned about what interest rates are doing. They're concerned about what inflation is doing. And so they're on the sidelines. They're not going to be for long. You know, I tell people all the time, date the rate, marry the home. At the end of the day, you can always refinance a home to a lower interest rate as rates come down. And we're already way down from where we were in November. But what we won't ever be able to do again, I don't believe, is manufacture lower housing prices. Again, we are in the largest housing shortage in history. There is one home being built for every five jobs being created here. We went into the last year with over 85,000 homes short and a housing shortage just here in North Texas. And again, over 6 million homes short nationwide. This is a problem that has been going on and started for almost 50 years. 
as an investor, as someone who makes my income on real estate and on investing, I see the opportunity here. And I see that where the homes that I would have had to pay far over asking for eight months ago, 12 months ago, right now, I might be lucky enough to get at asking or right below. And of course, we bring off market inventory. Almost 90% of what we sell is direct off market, never hits the market. And it's mostly new construction. And so it's very streamlined costs, a very passive feel, even with active investing. And so again, our model is so different. And that is why we bring you these free events. It's to make sure that you are armed with all the information. We are one tool in your toolbox so that you can go and find what is going to be the best path for you. And that's not to say that our journey and the way we do things is right for everybody because everyone has their own needs. Everyone has their own situation. One question that I've had at I think every event we've ever done, okay, when do I start? And I always tell them the same answer, now. Well, is now the best time to invest? And my answer has always been the same. No, that was five years ago. And five years from now, when you ask me that question, I'm going to tell you it was five years from then, which is today. You know, you always have to look forward to getting started. Until you get started, you can't push yourself into this journey. And regardless of what is going on in the economy, there's always deals to be had. Even last summer when things were going for high dollar over asking, there were still deals to be had. You had to work for them. And that's the thing is if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to look past it, if you're willing to to look at our model, even even just loosely, there are always deals to be had. Actually, end of last summer is when we did our largest 1031 ever, and we turned one more expensive property into almost 30 homes. You know, as as we get into that, one of the fears I know that a lot of people have is, well, are we on the bank of that R word, a recession or a depression. <laughs> and I tell people, and I, I think it's very important to see just within the last 30 years, we've had a little one there for a while, right? I mean, it made the news every now and then. <laughs> and that was a huge hit on our country. Properties values might have stabilized across North Texas, even if they took a slight dip in some areas. Some areas still appreciated in North Texas. But when we looked at the rent rates, they went up because suddenly people couldn't buy anymore and they were renting in property. And then as they continued to rent, well, the rent rates never came back down. You know, the interesting thing is most people don't realize there's 59 percent of people here are renters in Dallas County. And it's about 50% in the Tarrant County side. And so going into what's happening right now, we had about half of our citizens as renters in a housing shortage, mind you. (laughs) Where are they going to go? And at the end of the day, when we look at recessions and we look at potentially where we're heading right now, what I think is going to happen is there's going to be a new inflation target magically and we're going to start to see (laughs) rates come down in the next six to eight months. I think most of us have figured out we're not getting back down to 2%. Uh, Of course, we just need our government to figure that out. But at the end of the day, aside from the crash of 08, right? 08 was a completely different situation. If you had blood, you could get a loan. And that was a critical failure in the way that we operated. That is what triggered that recession. And that recession is where property values in some areas dropped drastically. But traditionally in recessions, real estate does fantastic. And that's the great opportunity that compounds into the time that we are right now. And so at the end of the day, it is all about understanding the opportunities that we have and knowing where it is that we are going. So again, next week, I want you to tune in. We're going to be discussing the importance of leveraging the types of financing we use in our own personal portfolio growth and how that helped propel us forward quickly. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.wealthandrentals.com. And again, I want to invite you to join us for our free Wealth and Rentals event at the Sheridan McKinney on Saturday, April 14th. We're going to have industry experts and you're going to learn how we built our $40 million real estate portfolio 
portfolio in just six and a half years. Again, you can claim your free ticket at www.wealthandrentals.com. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you next week. The preceding program was paid for by Slaughter Investing and does not reflect the opinions or advice of KRLD or Odyssey.